Hey, we're Blender Style, and today we're going through the eyes of madness on this magical journey discussing Coheed and Cambria and their 2005 album, Good Apollo on Burning Star 4, Volume 1, From Fear <laughs> Through the Eyes of Madness. It's <laughs> ah, a long title. Cheers, guys. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. There's like five numbers in the title and like 50 words. This is a fan pick from Jeremy with Cetacea Media Group. But it was also, you just picked it randomly. Yeah. And I noticed that it was on our fan request list. Yeah, and I don't know why I picked it. Um <laughs> I think we were just kind of joking around about weird groups from the early 2000s. And, uh, uh, this would count, yeah. Yeah, and so I threw it out there, and then you mentioned that it was a fan pick, and I was like, well, that's why I picked it. Yeah, so it's a fan pick. And I oh, really? Forgot. I thought you actually picked it because it was a fan pick. He doesn't look at no, the I list. He's an asshole. List. Oh. So you're typically into this kind of like prog, <laughs> pop, rock so, no, I think it was a prank from my brother and Kevin Edgecombe. What? I had installed uh, a amp and some subs on his car, and they were going to the coast uh, to visit our buddy Russ. They're like, hey, you want to ride with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. I haven't seen Russ in a couple weeks. And so I rode with them. And the whole entire way over there, they played Coheed and Cambria's first album, pretty much on repeat. And my brother said, like, oh, what do you think about the singer? And I was like, oh, yeah, she's all right. He's like, Ha! It's a guy. <laughs> like, oh, you got me. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but um, so listening to it the whole way there and back, I, it kind of got hooked. And then I kind of checked out this album. And uh, I feel like this is a better album than the first one. So when you first heard of Coheed and Cambria, this album was already out? No, it was it was probably 2000, maybe 2003, 2004. Cause it was this right is 2005, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was before this album came out, um, but after you know listening to it, I don't think I've ever listened to anything after this album of Cody and Cambria. Well, this song, there's a song on here, uh, "Welcome Home." Yes, that became a very popular song. It, it did. It's a killer track for dude. good reason. It's excellent. Yeah, "Welcome Home" is excellent. So, so that's one of my things about I, I think why I like this album better than the first one is because this has like a more guitar-driven kind of thing going on. Mm. Um, Although at the same time, yeah, it's kind of like surfer riffy. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like it has more of the meandering, draggy songs on it than the first album does. I would agree with you hundred percent. So it's definitely proggy, dude. It's so proggy because it just like every song is bizarre and yeah, it's for sure has its own journey. So when I first got into Coheed, it was also their first album, yeah. and uh, I en I enjoyed it very much to where I like overplayed it right. Mm -hmm. And the second album, I really liked it too. And I always thought in those albums that it, it kind of sounded like Rush, you know? Yeah. And I, they Good further comparison. like started to sound more like kind of like Rush. And I remember like reading an interview with them and like him being like, oh, we're not really that influenced by him. And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird, you know? Maybe he's telling the truth, right? And yeah. it just so happens that it like kind of like. There's like, we just stumbled upon this new formula that you go back in time. And you're like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> Do you, or so you're saying that because mainly his vocal delivery is kind of like a higher pitch, like. And also, Rush wasn't afraid to kind of get a little bit, like, upbeat-y and, like, this kind of does, well, the, too. Well, the time signatures on the drums on this are a lot like, like, 
Rush has like those really off time signatures and stuff. And I feel like the drumming on a lot of these out like on the syncopation, yeah, whatnot. Well, he's a pretty straightforward drummer as well. Yeah, he's like always. Kinda, I don't think like, the drums sound like Rush at all. But I get the like the vocal part, and usually vocals like this kind of bug me. Like we did orbs, mm -hmm. and it was just like that guy's vocals really <laughs> bug the shit out of me. But I feel like you know I don't. I'll be straight up. I don't think this is great. But I think his vocals do work in the they, music. They it's like uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Billy Gorgon I is annoying sounding. But in Smashing Pumpkins, I like it kind of. I don't. <laughs> Nathan, Smashing Pumpkins kind of suck. I'm joking. I'm, I actually like them, but I know yeah, that's a no. trigger thing for it you. Really <laughs> that's not a trigger thing for me, but like, wow, we're going to out here on this? We're going to talk Smashing Pumpkins we're just have on this discussion and Cambria? Oh, I'm just joking. All right. <laughs> um... Well, like I said, I was a fan before, and this album kind of, like, I liked, uh, was it Welcome Home, right? Yeah. And, like, dude, Killer Riff, like, the lyrics are great. I've always liked that the lyrics have always kind of been on the dark side, but this one gets a little too happy for me, and it does kind of meander a little bit. It kind of, like, it all sure. starts to kind of sound the same, it's, and it's a lot of filler, and it's kind of, like, only a couple good tracks but those couple good tracks are like, standouts you like honestly the final cut i fucking love yeah and what an ender bro i, I also like that the the whole concept of of their albums up until i think it, it's it's based off the the comic that he wrote wrote yeah so i was wondering if you cool. would get into this because i was like I do you don't. know what this one's about yeah i don't because yeah. i i'm not but a comic what, it's, a, it's about a comic yeah so there's a um comic called um the armory wars or a graphic novel because you know comics are kids <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a graphic novel called armory wars and this is the third album which is also based off the third installment yeah of the tetraology i don't like that so is that because is that why there's like so well, many like roman numerals on this and i think that's where the like burning star four is like the I, I guess the fourth chapter. Basically. The numbering system of this shit is confusing. Well, yeah, and then there's so so this is Good Apollo and Burning Star Four Volume One from the Fear Through the Eyes of Madness, and then there's Good Apollo and Burning Star Four Volume Two. So is this so a this concept is kind of where they lose me. Like I don't care about the concept. Yeah, because I don't I, think this album complex. is very cohesive. Honestly, so we, like, we talked about this. <laughs> we no, I mean like with like oh you. It's kind of we've done albums like this too, where they're like oh yeah, it's a concept say. album. So we. Kind Kind of talked about the overarching story thing when we did the uh, Seven Spires album, and how like she wrote this like uh, okay idea and and based the albums. It's very it. complex. It's very complex, and I feel like that's but you have the to same read thing into here it. where like you got to really read into it to like make sense of so it. So it's not only me because when I was looking at this, I'm like oh, I can't get through this. Yeah, it, and so so like kind of where Nathan's at, there's like all this filler because they're trying to to base the album off of this this graphic novel and there's it's not all action and you got to have a song for the stupid parts where dude's leaving home and he his mom packed him a sack lunch or something <laughs> but what do you think this about comic there? sounds bad is this like archie well, i don't know if that's actually what happened because i've never read it but. You know, so like i i've always thought that coheed always has kind of had like kind of some darker lyrics you know oh for like, sure i never really got too much into the story and like that's kind of like the my kind of my beef with it is mm -hmm. that like 
it's another one of those bands that's like you're either with us or you're not. You know what I mean? Kind yeah, of I feel like, like if you're you not following like, it, you're kind of left behind. And if you if you can't just appreciate it for the music, then you're kind of like, I don't know what's going on. Is yeah. this comic like a teen? This, I have no idea. This it, sounds like high school teen like comedy yeah, theme music. I, I honestly don't even know what the whole it's idea like, of music. Yeah, but I mean, the lyrics sound pretty dark, you know? The, some of the lyrics are pretty dark. I read them, but I'm just like, eh. But I, I'm with Nathan this, at the same time. Like, there's, there's some, like, the tracks on here that hit, hit and they're really good and they deliver mm-hmm. and there's like this really cool guitar driven. I feel like it's only the first couple tracks and then it turns into this other shit that's well, kind of lousy. Dude, I think the first two tracks don't even need to be on there, bro. I like Always and Never quite a bit and I like the accor- or See, orchestral I, I'm with I don't intro. Think, I don't think the first two tracks need it's to be on there. It's a good song but it's like it makes it drag. The beginning of this record drags. Dude. Yeah, Welcome Home. Keeping the Blade, great. Always and Never and then Welcome I don't disagree home, but great. I also think those are the best songs. Yeah, because the rest is weird. God's blood and Burial, good. Uh, I, I feel like it's like, kind of hit and miss in between there until The Suffering. It's like prog pop. Yeah. I feel like this, they also kind of like, like surfy guitar. It's heavy prog. rush. It's, it's, yeah. It's like, it's very derivative, not derivative, but it's like the successor of Rush. That's a good way of putting it. And yeah. Rush is fucking nerdy and oh, annoying. Yeah. And like positive too much. And I don't, you know. I appreciate it's for like being as complex and it I is don't very see positive. I see positive notes being played, and I think that's kind of where I think it that's what's throwing me off. Yeah, it gets lost clearly. Like I don't, and I like I, I think that they were kind of they tried. Okay, so there's also no like screaming or anything on this. He used to like in the first two records used to get a little yeah. bit more screamy. It was a lot more darker, heavier riffs and stuff. And this is very bright and you know. Uh, like it, it kind of loses me at times, you know, I, and it sucks because I was like a fan of Coheed. Was that when he but... was like uh, on Lost or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> so he's always like, he's probably like, oh yeah, another yeah, guy, another and one. That guy at a steakhouse that walks up to him, he's like, hey, 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 hey. we got from Lost. I just, for me, dude, the final cut is like a great song to me. I think it, I don't know, it's a way to end it. And it has like Pink Floyd guitar tones in it. It sounds like a Strat and a keyboard, but uh, and then maybe two other songs. But the rest of this falls flat for me, guys. It's a three point eight. Really? That's oh, a, were we not? No, that's just a really low rating. I mean, I'm surprised you went that low. Honestly, no. Yeah, I mean, I did think you were gonna dig this more. Like you said, you were a fan before. I think you may have mentioned that to me before. Yeah, and it's. I think it's just kind of a. I think they took some parts that kind of worked for him in the first two, and then they kind of like uh, really tried to go down on it, like the hand clapping and stuff, right. and like some of it sounds a little bit like it's all they already kind of done it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And then uh, the upbeat guitar stuff, I'm not that into. I don't know. The first two records were a lot better, and this is kind of a letdown for me, guys. Wow. Wow. I thought I was going to enjoy it a lot more, too. Uh, I kind of agree. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it a lot. Um, <laughs> but it's a 3.1 out of 5 for me. Wow. I think it is good. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think if someone's way into this band, I get it. Like, I feel like there's a lot to en- get into and enjoy here. But it's just kind of lame. Like, it, it's weak. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the, you have, I feel like you have to get into the, lyri- uh, the lyrics a lot to really enjoy this. And it's just like homework. It just sounds like high school teen music. 
I, I so I expect like a low rating from you because this really isn't in your kind of your wheelhouse. Your yeah, we music. like talked about like Counting um, Crows, which like, has like the same kind of like, like wimpy to hear Nathan shitty give it attitude. A, I see. I think you got it just all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the one with the I shitty disagree. attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, but but I'm like, the emo one. But uh, I feel like Nathan giving it a three point eight was like a really like a low gut punch, which I was surprised mm-hmm. because like. You don't I like my gut sure. punch? I, well, but I expected it from you. Yeah. I expected Nathan to give this away higher. And I mean, I just don't get it because to me, this is a 3.9. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So you mentioned the first album. Yeah, the first album's 100 times better than Why did you pick cool. that one? I yeah. agree. I, I, feel like, I feel like the guitar work in this is a, like a whole level above the first album. The guitar playing is pretty amazing good. in this one, but I feel like, I, I feel like, like surfer. Like I was like saying, my thing is like, I love guitar riv- or driven music. And, and so to me, the songs that are, that do hit that are on here are really guitar driven and they're really good. But as a cohesive album, I think it, like Nathan said, it falls flat. It, it meanders, yeah, it loses itself. And then it kind of tries to pick up, but then it, it doesn't do it. And, and maybe that's just the effect of trying to tell, to adapt a graphic novel into an entire album and tell the story. I think uh, Fear Factory did the uh, obsolete album and they wrote this the, the treatment to kind of like revolve around this and it worked because they wrote it to be a musical thing mm-hmm. where I feel like this is written as a graphic novel and then tried to adapt and it just doesn't work um, to me. So yeah, I, I just feel like there's, there's some really... And, and then to, to kind of touch on that, I don't think I ever listened to anything of Cody and Cambridge after this album. There's so uh, is the first album worth going and listening to? Yeah. The second stage turbine. First and second. What's played? the album called? The the first one's the, what, the second stage turbine played or something? So what yeah. the fuck is with bands doing these long titles like Fiona Apple, well, which I'm a big fan of, this, but dude, what Around the f- this time in like 2005, that was kind of the big thing to you. Like you Ugh. had bands like you had to really the Fear the, Before the, the March CD, of Flames, um, like From Autumn to Ashes. 70 minutes, 70 minutes. No, All the, That the, Remains, the, the, fucking long names. Everyone had goddamn long names. But you had to push the limit of what the CD um, like text thing could could handle it's annoying dude it's <laughs> annoying it makes your shit less accessible and harder i think to this band though has come out with stuff after this that is pretty good though so you um, stayed a fan after this i'll one? check it out you know and like they kind of slowed down i think for a minute yeah um, i think after the after the story for the graphic novel was done they kind of just stopped for a little while and hmm. and I, I guess they're doing some other thing now. Uh, I don't know if it's I, another I think they had a novel. single called Weight on My Shoulders or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was a killer track. They I did that song with uh, Jesse's Girl, like the oh, reimagining. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I still wish that I had Jesse's Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. Um, I listened to that today. It was good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of with Nathan. Like, I, I'll check out the stuff they do, but there hasn't really been, as far as like. I don't go like deep dive into them. I like if a single comes out, I'll listen to it. And there hasn't been anything that's really caught my attention um, lately. Like I even kind of think the Jesse Scroll thing was kind of weak. Mm. But yeah, that's just it's, kind of, it's like funny. Talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's more funny than anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're Blender Style. That was Cody and Cambria. Good Apollo on Burning Star Four. From fear through the eyes of madness. <laughs> Check us out on social media. We don't have any except for Instagram, but. YouTube's great too. I think we subscribe. have a Facebook. Oh, we have Bookface too. Yeah, but subscribe to our uh, YouTube and leave yeah. a comment. What album should we review next?
I feel like we should see each other more. 